Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Trans, but I still have a wiener guy. Mr. Trans, but I still have a wiener guy. Never mind logical thought or common sense. You brave into the world every day to show that women too have a cock and balls. Hey lady, how's it hanging? Who needs a vagina? when you can still walk around with the impression of a ball-peen hammer in your yoga pants and still be considered a woman. I think I see a dick print. Yet you go out and fight every day for your cause. Because deep down as a man, you know the first thing you have to do each day is fight as a woman. So crack open a cold Bud Light, Mr. Ally of the Alphabet. You have changed the meaning of the word camel toe forever. Mr. Trans, but I still have a wiener guy. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, what's going on? It's Christian Rodriguez, and it is time for the C-Rod Podcast for Sunday, May 7th, 2023, Peter Gabriel. He's a legend. <laughs> he really is, man. Oh, man. Wait, wait did you just say Adolf? <laughs> what the fuck did he just say? No, but he's, he's freaking awesome. He's made this show a couple times, but you know when you're younger and you listen to songs and you wonder like what the fuck they're saying? The intro of this song, I always wondered what he was saying. I always like, she's so what? He was like, he was like, she's so something. I, I could never figure out what the fuck it was. Never did I care to look up the, the lyrics any either, but I just did now. Because when you play Spotify, like it, the lyrics go like underneath the thumbnail of like the video that's playing. Now, as many, many of you know, the title of that song is Games Without Frontiers. Yeah, he's saying games without frontiers in French. <laughs> Why, Peter? Why do people do that? Why do people do things in French? It's been we have a hard enough time figuring out your lyrics in English. Games without frontiers in French. The fuck? <laughs> you know? David Byrne got me on that one, the talking heads, too. He always got me with that psycho killer. He does that whole French thing. You know how much time I spent trying to decipher that as a kid? I made up my whole freaking thing. But God bless Peter Gabriel. Still out there doing it, too. God bless him. You know, Phil Phil Collins just basically ended his career for health issues, and Peter Gabriel's still out there doing it. I mean, even though he's, you know, bald now, he's, like, walking around on a stage like Dr. Evil. But either way, still out there doing it. Good to be back with you guys, as always. And I got two little, you know, announcements, tidbits to make here before I get started. One, we had another good week in listener growth. And I really have kind of backed down, you know, really that, you know, Dylan Mulvaney's pretty much disappeared. I haven't seen him in, I, I can't tell you how long, pretty much since the, the whole backlash happened and Bud Light is sinking even deeper to the point where <laughs> they are giving their beer away for free now. <laughs> it's like, dude, 
Now you're showing your position of desperation. Like, oh my God, we fucked up so bad. All right, what do we do? Okay, we'll do anything. We're willing to do anything at this point. We'll give you our shit for free. <laughs> and they're still not taking it. But I did. I mean, you know, there's a few things based on like reports of Bud Light's losses and shit where I'll still post, you know, that that commercial in there. And it, it wasn't as big as it was last week, but total in the last two weeks, I've picked up probably... 125 to 130 listeners and and it seems like the ones from you know last week didn't leave me (laughs) you are officially my people if you made it through an entire episode here on the c-rod podcast and it looks like you stayed with me you know i I gotta i gotta say this the people who are listening to that commercial and coming into this podcast are probably not butthurt people to begin with so welcome you're my kind of people (laughs) right (laughs) would like it if you fucking identify yourselves a few of you did and a few of them i know and i think it was three people that i that i didn't know actually reached out but either way it's neither here nor there you don't have to i just like it when you do so that's the first thing you know steady growth here in the last two weeks which i like and then the second thing was whew, this came out of nowhere all right and I'm, I'm it's kind of bittersweet i will say that it's more sweet than it is bitter for, for the reason I'm going to tell you, which I'll tell you in a second. Now, as you guys know, when we went back to the office, you know, my, so my company signed a lease. Now we have this building. That's one of the coolest parts about that place is the building itself. I always loved that building. It just had like a nice design to it. And we had like, you know, we had a gym, we had a cafeteria, we had like a, you know, a patio and a lake out back. It was fucking awesome. And the cafeteria actually had a local, like there's this family that owns a couple, you know, takeout restaurants. I think three of them in the Norristown, like KOP area. And we actually brought them in to basically occupy that cafeteria. So like you'd go in every day for lunch. There was like, you know, you can go in there in the morning and get like breakfast sandwiches and coffee and all that shit. You can go and they had great breakfast. They would make them like right there. They make it right in front of you. (laughs) <laughs> they had like a salad bar soup you know you can get cheesesteaks hoagies you know it was great so i i really love the building now two months before the lockdown in january 2020 they renew the lease you know going into 2030 two two months later we get shut down <laughs> and we didn't do shit for like two and a half years you know, it was like, all right, we're just paying the lease and nothing's happening. You know, the fucking pandemic. We didn't come back till July last year. It was like two and a half years. You know, I quickly pointed out, because like my, here's what my company does. My company starts out casual, all right? And then like, once they see you like, taking advantage of the casual, then Hitler right away. Like, that's just what happens. You know, it was like, come back. We're, oh, we're just going to be two, two days a month. That's it. I'm like, yeah, I call bullshit. And that's casual. Then it's going to become one day a week. And I recorded, the not my manager, his manager, like the department manager. I recorded him saying this. Yes. Are we ever going back to the office once a week? Not that I know of. And no. your, your first, last name. Is- <laughs> You're right. You mean Social Security credit card? Yeah. 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 And, and the date and time, it's no, July far, 11th, 3, 14 as p.m. Far, as far as I know, they don't want us back in the office. Where I, uh, everything I everything shows that we're more reporting. I called him right out on it. 
two weeks after that recording. Oh, we're coming back once a week. What'd you say? Are you being a fucking wise guy with me? Huh? I'm sorry. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? What did I tell you? You know, and then and then when you come in, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, sit wherever you want. Yeah, blah blah blah. Yeah, when they when I told you guys the other week that we found like our own little isolated area, yeah, they, they didn't like that too much, and that became, I want to start next week. We're gonna sit in these two aisles only. Hitler. Anyway, I went down a bad rabbit hole there. So right after he said, oh, you can't sit here anymore. All right, the next the next week we get an email from the CEO of the company saying, Yeah, so we uh, we were talking to. You know, or the, the person who gives us the lease, and it turns out that we were able to get an opportunity to, to get out of the lease, and we took advantage of it. I went, what? <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, when I started in this place, we had four floors. There were hundreds of employees just, just roaming around in the hallways at all times. And then we downsized the two floors, sublet the other two out. Now, now we're just being pushed out the door. <laughs> So it turned out, I'm like, all right, you know, so in the email basically said, you know, like he was like, well, but we still value, you know, our company culture and our camaraderie and everybody is friendly when he's on blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, that to see the C- that's why the CEO is so out of touch with what's going on in the fucking trenches. Like, you don't know how toxic your culture is there, gay. But we still want to make sure that we have a space that's more suitable for us in our capacities and everything like that. Like that. I'm like, all right, so 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 basically, we're looking for a building is is what I picked up from it, right? So fast forward to the day before last week. This is last Wednesday. It's past Wednesday. I get a uh, Teams message from my boss. He's like, you know, make sure you're here tomorrow. I'm like, why? What do you mean, make sure? I'm like, it's my job. Of course, I'm going to be there. But what do you mean, make sure I'm here? He's like, you know, just because, just in case you have anything here, like we got to get all of our shit out, you know? And I'm like, wait, wait, what? He was like, dude, he's like, didn't you read the email? I'm like, yeah, I read the email. What are you talking about? He's like, tomorrow's our last office day. Like we got to get out by Friday. I'm like, out by Friday? I'm like, what is this? We got to leave like we didn't pay our rent in the middle of the night? <laughs> in order in order to, to get out of this lease, you have to leave immediately. You know, I didn't have any shit there. I took it all home, you know, before the pandemic. In fact, it's still in the same box that it's in underneath my desk for two and a half years. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is the last day. So th- this is the last day we're ever going to be in this office. And that's and that's where the, the bitter part came. You know, because it was like, you know, it was a cool building. But, you know, the thing is, is like, as we went in throughout the day, people were like, oh, are you sad? And I'm like, no, no, I'm not sad. What do you mean, sad? I'm like, I don't know. It's just kind of, you know, it's kind of depressing. You know, it's like blah, 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 right? And then my buddy Jay, who doesn't work there anymore, actually got me the job there. And I told him about it. He's like, oh, dude. He's like, take pictures. <laughs> All right. you know. So I was fine the whole day. And then right before the end of the day, I decided to walk through the building to more noticeable spots and start taking pictures and little videos and things like that. And as I was doing that, I'm like, then I started thinking about it. I'm like, no, no wonder why people are sad. Because this is kind of just like another era of your life is over. But the sweet part to the bittersweet of that whole situation is I will never have an office day again. Ever again. That's right. <laughs> I hate office days. I fucking hate them. In fact, that Wednesday night before I went in on Thursday, I'm like, man, fucking office day. I got to wake up an hour earlier. I got to, you know, I actually have to be presentable, <laughs> you know? 
I got to deal with these idiot assholes. I can't get anything done because there's always somebody coming up to my desk. I'm more productive at home. I, I was like, this office shit's bullshit. Now it turned out right before they talked to the lesser who, who actually let us out of the lease. They had a meeting two days prior saying that we were gearing up to go back to the office three days a week. I'm like, oh, can we dodge that bullet? <laughs> We're never going to fuck. We don't, because it turned out that they they just want to have like a, a little space for gatherings and trainings and meetings and shit that's not like you know equipped for workstations. So we're I'm never going to have an office day ever again as long as I'm with this company. <laughs> Every time I say, oh, I got two quick things to start you guys with, you know, it's 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 eleven minutes already. <laughs> My bad. I just go rolling on pontificating as I normally do here on the C-Rod Podcast. What do I got for you guys today? I, I You know, there's I collected so many freaking bullets this week that I don't even know how to arrange them. This is going to be just a commando show <laughs> this week. But I got to tell you, this one story where it was, I, I kind of had a little scare, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, there, you ever get into a situation? It could be anything, but it's like, you know, where something bad can happen, and like the percentage of that bad thing happened is pretty high to the point where you're like, well, this could get fucking serious. This is this is where I was at in this in this caper. I tell you guys all the time. I I try to wash my car every Saturday, weather permitting. Pollen permitting. Shit flying in my mouth. The fuck, I can't see pollen. Let's get the fuck out of this country, motherfucker. And. As I told you a couple weeks ago, we were like at the pollening. So I'm like, what the fuck is the point of washing my car every Saturday when it's just going to be covered in pollen five minutes later? The only thing I really cared about were like my wheels. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, you know, because pollen don't get there. I just want to make sure that I got like my rims are clean and my, t- by the way, my friend Guppy gave me this before, before he moved to Florida, he gave me this can of like tire cleaner and it's called Black Shine. I consider my my tires to be my car's shoes. And when I tell you how shiny your tires get and how long it lasts, it's the great, it's called Black Shine. If you're a tire cleaner enthusiast, make sure you pick that up today. So anyway, I care about that. There's no pollen getting on that. I just want to make sure, like, you know, my, my, my car's sneaks are, you know, clean, right? So I got to a point where I'm just like, I don't, you know what? I'm going to wash my car. I don't give a shit. You know, I, I just, I need, I can't, I, I don't want this pollen. It's going to come back, but I just want to at least see my car without pollen on it for at least five minutes. All right. Now here's the problem with that. As I tell you, the sitting, the city planning in this shithole, you would just think like they just, they just do anything. Like, yeah, all right, we'll, we'll do that road. Now there's a road that connects East Norton and Norristown that's closed. And it's only really like, a, a, it's, it's probably a grand total of 400 yards it's not a long road at all but it's an artery to you know to get there now if you want to get to east norton now you got to go around the whole fucking thing and everybody else and their mother is doing the same thing so it takes forever and it's a shit show as per usual in this fucking filth town well that is where i usually go to, to wash my car it's a self it's a self one and as a matter of fact that's one of the first things i look for when I moved here, I'm like, all right, where's the self-car wash? Because in Willow Grove, I had one right around the corner. And I found this one. It was the only one in like a five-mile radius. So I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Right? So I'm like, maybe there's like, a, you know, usually when a road's closed, if there's a business there, they'll like, they'll safety cone it off or some shit. You know what I'm saying? 
So I go to drive down there, right? And I look at the road work they're doing. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. They, they're digging a hole. It, it's almost like they're trying to find, like, Atlantis. There's a hole, like, across the whole fucking store, the store, street. It's a huge, like, I mean, they're, they're going to the Earth's core. I'm like, what are you, you're just supposed to be fixing a road here. What are you doing? And it's already been, like, five weeks. I'm like, yeah, everything that you do here is just years. A, a project that, that should take a month should take 10 years here. So anyway, I knew from my previous searches when I when I first moved here, like I'm now stuck taking it to like an automatic car wash, which I fucking hate. I hate doing that. All right, so I do that and I, I bring it home and like usually when I go wash my car, like I pull it out of the bay when I'm done washing it, I dry it and that's where I do like my interior, my tires, my wheels and shit like that. So I'm like, all right, I'll just wash the car and I'll bring it home and I'll just do it out front, you know? So I, I got my black shine. I got my simple green. You know, I'm, I'm about to do my, my, you know, my wheels and my tires, right? Now I start at the back passenger side, which is up against the curb. Now I'm sitting on the curb, right? I got my little cleaner. So first I spray the, t- the, you know, the tire. Like I'll cover the tire and that stuff, and then I'll go to clean the rims, right? So I got my rag out. I get the simple green. I start spraying the rims, right? Now my thing is, and I don't even know why I care about this. But when I'm cleaning my rims, behind the rim, like in the wheel, like the actual wheel well, that's covered in brake dust too, you know? And it's like when I see people's wheels and, and like I look at the wheel and it's got like it's covered in brake dust, I'm like, <laughs> like it's gross, you know? So when I'm washing the, you know, the, the rims, I notice that wheel well is covered. It bothers me. I'm like, I, I don't know why. Like nobody's looking at it. You can't even see it unless you're down here like and, and actually looking at it. But I'm an asshole like that, you know. So I go in. Mister Softy's on his way too, and I'm I'm not stopping. You, you might hear him. So I, I'm sitting here cleaning this rim, and I'm looking at that. I'm like, nah, I gotta get this fucking thing again, you know. So I, I I spray the shit like all the way in the back, you know. It starts breaking it up, and it's all getting like you know whatever. So I stick my hand back there, and I'm 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 you know wiping it down. I almost got it clean to the point where I'm like, there was one little blemish left that it was just bothering me. It was like it was like the size of the mole on Fred Savage's face in Goldmember, Austin Power. Yes, yeah, nice to mole you. Meet you. Nice to meet you, mole. Don't say mole. Stop. I said mole. Stop. <laughs> and it was, I don't know why, but it was bothering me. I'm like, I got to get it. The problem was, is that like, you know, the, the pattern in the rim, it's, I couldn't fit any more hand in there. Like I had to either get, I, there was, I could do one of two things. Either try to get my hand in there like another inch so I can I can get it. Or the position my hand was in, I, I had like my index finger free to the point where I can kind of just try to use my index finger to push the rag all the way and cover it and then bring it back almost like the ocean when it comes up with a wave and then it draws back. Like hopefully I'd anyway, so I, I opted for option A and I, I pushed my hand in there a little bit further and it got to a point now where like I could put my finger on it, but I couldn't move it because my hand was so wedged in there and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm out. Yeah. My hand got stuck. My hand got stuck in the in the rim of my car, and I'm like, <laughs> so I go to start to pull it out, and and like, all right, so let let me paint you a picture. The rim pattern like comes to like a triangle edge, right? And the right side of my right hand wrist was what was wedged in there, and it was in there pretty fuck good, right? So I go to. <laughs> 
I got to pull my hand out and it fucking hurt. And that was the moment that I said, this could be fucking serious. You know, I'm like, I'm like this could be a, a situation. You know, what am I going to do? Right. So I'm starting to think I'm starting to panic because I'm like, I'm trying to like wedge it out. And like the pain was so bad. I couldn't move it any which way at all. I'm like, I'm like, dude, what, what am I, am I going to call a fireman? Like, <laughs> what am I going to do here? Now I was parked by my side entrance like I normally am. And as you guys know, I'm on the end of the, of the row. So the alley is like right there. And usually that's an alley like where Mexicans hang usually 24 seven. They're always there doing something, playing soccer, fixing a car, you know, weed whacker. Any, any, they're always there. So I'm like, of course, the one day Rodriguez law, the one day that I, that I, that I need a Mexican. <laughs> I'm saying I need anybody, but you know, I like to throw that into the show. So I'm like, so, so seriously, I didn't, no sooner than five minutes. And I'm panicking. I'm like, you know, I, I, I didn't have my phone on me either. So it's like I couldn't even make a phone call. Right? So it's no sooner than five minutes I'm sitting here stuck, right? And coming from the back alley, here comes a Mexican going to one, to, to his truck. I'm like, oh, thank God. I'm like, hey, man, you know? <laughs> and he's like, hey, man, you know? And he comes and looks at me. Yeah, I got the can- the cleaner sitting there. You know, I got I got the towel and I got my fucking hand there. He goes, oh, what what did what happened? Did you get a? Uh, did you get a stuck? <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, no. I I dropped my keys and they they rolled underneath the car and I figured, you know, instead of reaching underneath like the door, like the you know, the trunk, I figured I would just go through the wheel. Here's your sign. <laughs> what do you think? Yes, I'm fucking stuck. You know, and I'm like, I'm like, Judas, Judas, <laughs> fucking help. You know. <laughs> He goes, okay, man, I'm going to go get my friend. You know, we, we, I, I'll go and tell him what happened, and I'll go get my friend. We'll be right back. I'm like, okay, go catch your friend. <laughs> you know? So he comes back with his friend, and now they're looking. Hey, man, you know? He's looking at me, and he's looking at the hand, and, and they're both like, hmm, what do we do here, you know? <laughs> they're like, you know, they got their, they're, they're scratching their chins, you know? <laughs> like, hmm. I'm like, this is going to this is, this is gonna be, this is going to not end well. I could just see it right now, you know? So they start talking in Spanish and I'm trying to, you know, cause I'm, you know, I'm almost at a year streak now on that lingo app. I'm trying to make out what they're saying. They, 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 these guys were pro Spanish talkers. <laughs> I couldn't even fucking, <laughs> I'm about three years away from that, you know? So he goes, okay, I'm going to go back and I'm going to get the toolbox. I'm like the tool, the toolbox. <laughs> what are you, you going to do? You're going to get a fucking saw out, you're gonna cut the wheel off. My hand's still going to be caught in the wheel. You're just going to have a wheel attached from the car. What are you gonna do? So he goes to get the toolbox. He comes back, right? Now he's he's fumbling through the toolbox. He's like, okay, what are we gonna do here? I don't, uh, not a screwdriver, uh, maybe the spatula. No, no, we can't do that. Uh, oh, do you know I got an idea? I, I'll be right back. Uh, okay, <laughs> we got the whole toolbox here. What, what else you need? You know? <laughs> so he fucking. <laughs> He comes back. Uh, you can't make this shit up. All right. He comes back with a can of WD-40. <laughs> I'm sorry. I laughed right in the guy's face. I'm like, what? Well, how the fuck is that going to do anything? We're in a situation where, like, you ever see the kid that gets his head stuck in the railing? This is exactly where we're at. I'm fucking 44 years old. 
<laughs> get my fucking hand stuck on my wheel, right? So he comes over, and I was almost reluctant. Like, that guy, I really don't want to smell like WD. I don't know if WD-40 smells like fucking propane. I don't feel like smelling like that for the rest of the day. I certainly don't want to smell it for the rest of the day attached to this car because the WD-40 is not going to fucking do anything. But I'm trying to tell you, you know, if we get it to the spot, you can slip it out. I'm like, all right, knock yourself out, guy. Do, do whatever. At least you're willing to help me <laughs> at this point, you know. Because when he first came up to me, before he went to go get the toolbox, he came down and, like, tried to, he tried to pull my hand out like I hadn't been trying to do that for the last seven minutes before they showed up. And as soon as he touched me, I'm like, hey, hey, it fucking hurts, man. Like, we're not getting it out that way, hence why I called you over here, you know. Okay, man. And he does the toolbox and he's got the WD-40. Now, he, takes, he gets the WD-40 out and he just starts, like, you know, spraying it heavily, I might add around like the you know like the little wedge where my wrist was and i'm like yeah but the problem is where my hand is actually caught you're not going to be able to get any lube in there gay to get this out of here so this is again it's a failed experiment as i thought it was going to be from the beginning but i can't really be mean to you because i don't want you to be like oh you're going to be a dick about it i'm just going to leave you here <laughs> you know like but the frustration was mounting right so the guy who, who who was just standing there, the guy who went to go get the guy to begin with, who hasn't done jack shit yet, you know, I got an idea, man. I'm like, okay, let's hear your butte. What do you got? Right? So he goes and he, he gets down on the ground and he goes like, you know, because like I said, I was at the right passenger side wheel. He goes to like where the trunk is and he gets down and like, you know, he's, he's going to go underneath the car. And I'm like, oh, he's doing the other side approach. So I guess he was taking notes of when the guy first touched my hand. I'm like, hey, yeah, yeah, it fucking hurts, right? So he gets there. He gets to the other side of the wheel, right? And he kind of like pushed like he was like on the side of like the back side of my pinky. And he puts his hand on. He's like, does that hurt me? I'm like, no, no, I'm like, that's good. And I swear it it took no, like he just gave it a simple little, you know, simple little nudge with his hand. It was nothing. And fucking, it came right, it came right out. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Oh man, I, I you know I, I offered him money and shit like no man it's okay we helped you you know it's okay you know I was like oh thank God you know for as much as like for as much as I give them shit in this area that at least they fucking helped me out and if that was the situation of course I would do the same <laughs> you know they're just an easy target <laughs> they're an easy target man what, what can I tell you so that's just a fun little tale that I had that happened it was, this wasn't the this wasn't last weekend it was the weekend before but. It's neither here nor there. I need that fucking road to be fixed. So I could just go do it right there. But then again, my hand had just as much chance to be stuck at the physical place that it did right in front of my house. But, you know, I always like to find excuses. <laughs> and real quick, before I break, because I'm about five minutes over time, as I normally am anyway. But I, I do have to say this, it being May 7th, okay? All right, you know, first of all, Cinco de ketchup, you know, I'll, I'll get into that on the other side, but like, here's the one thing I can't stand. All right. This fucking may the fourth be with you. It's like every two things. Okay. Two things. When, when, when actually, no, three things that happened in the first week of May that are annoying as shit. And last year I actually, I, I actually played a clip of it just to, just to be funny. But the first thing that I can't stand about may is everybody fucking post a picture of justin timberlake 
Like, it's going to be May. The next thing is the May the 4th be with you. Because you know, you know on May 3rd, the next day, all you're going to see is fucking Yoda. And it's like, like, shouldn't that be more of a meme for, like, Mike Tyson? May the 4th be with you. Like, him dressed as, like, a Star Wars character or something like that. I just can't stand it, you know? And then, of course, Cinco de Ketchup. Like I said, I'll get into that on the other side along with That's Fucked Up. Get off my lawn, and I'll tell you, man, I got a bullet list. Man, as long as a night in jail. I've added a lot this week. I don't know how long each one's going to take or whatever, whatever I'll get to as I normally do. But make sure you keep it locked right here on the C-Rod Podcast. Don't go away. Hey guys, Christian here, and I'm about to hit you with a threefer for this one, alright? I'm going to ask you three questions. One, do you love craft beer? Two, do you love great barbecue? And three, do you love live music? Then man, do I have the spot for you. Crooked Eye Brewery, right in the heart of Hatboro, run by my friend Matt's family, the Mulherons, they're a great family, okay? And you guys know, I'm an IPA guy, I love craft beer. And when I tell you their flagship IPA, the Crooked Eye IPA, is delicious, I mean it. And they have all kinds of other beers too. Blondales, Hazy Ales, Session IPAs, Stouts, Porters, all that stuff. They got it and they brew it right in-house. And it is delicious. They have live music almost every single night of the week. They have a house band, the Crooked Eye house band. And then the main event. On Wednesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, my buddy Matt, Salty Vets Barbecue, serves their food right out of the brewery and i've had him on this show before as you guys know we went a little behind the scenes it's all how he did things and i'm telling you right now people always say oh there's no good barbecue around here there's no good barbecue around here yeah well now there is right in the heart of montgomery county right off of york road in hatboro right next to silvio's deli crooked eye brewery wednesday friday saturday and sunday you can get their delicious barbecue unbelievable ribs unbelievable pulled chicken great sides pulled pork the whole nine and he's always adding menu items to his menu this is a great family this is a great brewery with great beer great live music and great food check out crooked eye brewery in hatboro tell my center Welcome back to the C-Rod Podcast. Coming back in with a little Shannon. What happened when, like, she gave her name? You know what I'm saying? All right, what what name you want to have on the album? Shannon. Shannon? Just Like, Shannon what? Shannon, none of your fucking business. What are you, a cop? Fucking Shannon. That's it. (laughs) Very pissed off looking woman, too, Shannon was. Looking at it right now. As they play the video on Spotify, she's like, she's got that like tough, she's hit, man. <laughs> she's got that like Queen Latifah look to her. Like she might take you out in the back alley and teach you something. <laughs> Before I get started, this is usually food time. There's, I, there's something that really bothers me. 
I don't understand why people do this. And it could be any item of food at all. It doesn't matter what you know what vehicle it is served in. Now, if you have onions of any kind, on any kind of food dish at all, why? All right. If you take an onion, okay, and, and you take it to like a meat slicer like they do, like, you know, in restaurants and like that, like you take the onion as a whole, right, and you slice that down so you have like onion rings. And I'm talking, when I say onion rings, don't think about onion rings like they eat. I'm talking about like it's just they're, they're thin rings of onion in different various sizes based on the layer of the onion that you get, right? Why do people not cut this down? I don't understand like, all right, listen, if I'm eating a salad, you know, you ever eat a salad when it's got those rings of onion in it? It's it's the most inconvenient thing in the, in the entire salad. Just to get it on the fork is a challenge with anything else, then let alone, then, then you got to sit there and like bite it in half and use your hands and, and, and put the rest. Of, I, I, just dice your fucking onions already. I don't understand it. I, you know, like sit there and eat a fucking hamburger. You ever do that? And they put them sliced onions. Dice the fucking onion. I really don't want to slurp my onion like I do my spaghetti. Thank you very much. I don't get it. If you want to have that consistency, fine. But just cut it up a little bit. You can't have the whole ring in there. You ever do that? Like I, if I bite into a hamburger, okay, and it's got a cheeseburger, whatever the fuck, and it's got a, you know, it has one of those onions in it, it's like, that's, the, you're pulling that, like, as soon as you pull away from the burger, you're pulling that away like spaghetti from your fucking mouth, and then you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take, put your hand on the onion and just bite the little tip off so the thing falls off and your hands smell like onion. Like, just stop, stop with the, with the slice of the onions already. Dice them like a, like a normal person. Oh, God. My blood pressure just went up talking about that. But anyway, <laughs> so I, I, I got to tell you about this guy. It, my dad is really, I don't know what it is. He's really been popping in my head lately <laughs> or just situations. I think it was more of that. Things that popped into my head that me and my dad used to do or, or errors that, that, that were around whatever the case may be. Now, my dad, <laughs> he hung around some pretty questionable people. <laughs> He had this guy he was in the army with, this guy, John DeClarico, and he, that guy was a fucking character, but like he went over, like my dad didn't go to Vietnam. He did though. And and my dad was like, yeah, he, he, that guy didn't come back the same, you know, and he was great with us. He was great with us. And as a matter of fact, I, I I'm going to write that down. There was actually a story involving him that was fucking hilarious because he was funny. He was great with kids, man. And he. He just made us laugh, man. Like when he came over, it was like, John's here, like, holy fucking shit, you know, but like really in, in real life, he was going through it. Like that guy was, you know, taking 10 milligrams of Xanax a day and volume and drinking and all kinds of like that guy was a mess because Vietnam fucked some people up. Sadly enough, those people came home and got spit on by American people and hippies and shit like that. Never understood that. I, I, I never understood that. But, but anyway. He had this guy, right? <laughs> now, this guy, they, they grew up like childhood together. And his name was Sam Adams, ironically enough. And Sam was a, man, this guy was a firecracker. He, he, I can only refer to him, if I had to like put a label on him, I can only refer to him as, he's like, he's like an Irish Joe Pesci. 
<laughs> if, if that makes any sense. This guy was a little guy, big personality. You know, he, he was just and, – and, again, another guy that was just great with kids, man. He, he made us laugh our asses off. Whenever Sam came over, we were ready to laugh. And the thing about – now, this is, this is the difference between the mid-'80s and now and, and what you can do with children. This guy would take me and my brother to, like, a Sixers game or a Phillies game or something like that, and he would be blackout drunk. <laughs> like, and this guy, I'm telling you, man, not only did he get blackout drunk, but he did blackout drunk things. Like, he'd be getting drunk, getting into fights and shit. He's got me and my, I'm eight. <laughs> my brother's like 12. He's out there getting into fights, screaming at the games. He was one of those guys. Like, he was the loudest guy in the section. It was a fucking mess. He crashed his car into a brick wall. One time, <laughs> this guy fucking crashes his car into a brick wall and, and never got it fixed. Blackout drunk, crashes into a brick wall. Not a scratch on the little fella. <laughs> and never got the goddamn car fixed. He's driving around with a smashed front end for like months. <laughs> and he takes us to a fucking Phillies game, right? <laughs> He's fucking blackout drunk. Now, if, if you guys know, like when you're leaving, all right, if you're leaving like the, the sports complex in South Philly, if you want to get back on 95, you got to go under 95 to get back on 95 North, right? So something happened where a cop had to direct traffic like beneath the underpass, right? And he's waving traffic around, and we pull up to him. Now the windows are down. It's you know it's like July. You know it's a Phillies game. And as he's passing the cop, the cop's like, "Better get your headlights fixed." And he's all he's blackout drunk. He's like, "But you better get your face fixed." <laughs> like holy shit, dude! And we're laughing our asses off. We were kids. But the funny thing about Sam was he was a real estate agent. And he sold under Century 21. He's very proud of that, Sam was. Because, <laughs> because he would wear his Century 21 jacket everywhere he went. And it said, right on the emblem, right on the front of the coat, it said Century 21, Sam Adams. Sam Adams was like in cursive. <laughs> right? He wore his fucking jacket everywhere. The only problem with that is you're basically wearing your business on your chest, but you're a, you're a fucking addict <laughs> the guy he was nuts all right so 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 <laughs> he went into artifacts one time right now if anybody knows doesn't know what artifacts is artifacts is like the og smoke shop it is the, it was a smoke shop before smoke shops were smoke shops artifacts was it you wanted to get a bong you wanted to get a bowl you wanted to get screens for your bowl you wanted to get papers you wanted to get anything weed related you went to Artifacts, and it was the only store of its kind at the time in the 80s, okay? So so <laughs> he, fucking, he walks into an Artifacts one, one night. Now, the one thing, the one golden rule about Artifacts that still holds true today, which I think is weird because you, you, you can't swing a dead cat without finding a smoke shop these days, but it still rings true here. You walk into this artifacts place, you don't say nothing about drugs. You don't even call it a bowl. You don't call it a bong. You call it a pipe. And if you didn't do that, they kicked you the fuck out of there. Can't, you can't be like, okay, so if I buy the, if I buy this bong, like, do, do I put the weed here? You're kicked out right away. Like, it's the, we, we do not talk because they wanted to be under the moniker that you're actually smoking tobacco out of these fucking devices. <laughs> Who smokes tobacco out of a bong? I mean, <laughs> come on, bro. So anyway, 
He walks in there one night, right? <laughs> He's looking around, looking around. Now, he was already shot in the ass. You know, he was already drunk. Walks into this place. He's walking around looking for shit. And the guy walks up. He's like, yeah, can I help you? And Sam's like, yeah. You got anything in here I can freebase some cocaine with? Century 21, Sam Adams. <laughs> right on his jacket as he's asking this guy if he, if he has any vehicles in which he can free base some cocaine with. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right. Fast forward, one, one night he's at, a, he's at TGI Fridays. Now, I got to believe, in, in, my, in my opinion, this is just me growing up. In it. All right, listen. Right across from the old Woodhaven Mall, in Andalusia, with Ben Salem, really. And Andalusia is the size of a fucking porta potty. I, I never understood how that was its own town. It's like Andalusia Shopping Center. That's the size of Andalusia. I, I just never got that. But there was a TGI Fridays. It's still there. It's it's right by Parks Casino. It's at like Rich Lou and Street Roads. And I I gotta believe. I think it was like the first TGI Fridays that was ever in Pennsylvania. I I, I truly believe that. And if anybody's been to said Fridays, they have this one section in the front where, you know, you sit there. There's tables, but it's kind of like a, a greenhouse type of thing where it's like it's all glass. Like you could basically see all of Street Road and the parking lot and all that kind of stuff. So back in the mid 80s, TGI Fridays was actually like a hangout for single people in their 30s. Never understood how that worked. However, the one in Ben Salem, like there was a bar like upstairs not upstairs upstairs it was like you would from the tables you would walk up like two or three steps and there was like a bar there and i think that's where everybody hung out everybody else is like ate dinner or whatever the case may be so they're in there and my dad and sam are in there one night and they're leaving and he's in the parking lot and he's like oh, hold on i gotta go take a piss so he walks up now you can't really it's nighttime you can't see in the giant like you know, through the greenhouse window whatever the fuck he walks right up to the windows Right in front of everybody eating and just, just post it up right to the windows, whips out his dick and takes a piss and everybody is watching them while they're eating. <laughs> Century 21, Sam Adams, right, right right on his fucking coat. Now, I got to believe. Now, he either was, he either never sold a fucking house ever based on the reputation that he collected while wearing this fucking jacket or... He was a fucking rock star. You know, like, it was like, oh, I, I, I want to buy a house off of that guy. You know, the, the guy that goes into artifacts and asks if he can get something he can freebase cocaine with, walks around everywhere, blackout drunk, gets in fights, pisses on fucking windows in front of people. That's the guy I want to buy a house from. And his name was fittingly Sam Adams. How You can't draw that one up any better. <laughs> like how that guy was. I wonder if he's still, I, I doubt it. There's no way that guy's still alive. If my dad's dead, he's got to be dead. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he was a piece of fucking work, man. He really was. Now, I got to get into this one fucking story that I thought about. I don't know. I don't even know why it popped up. You ever see these people? Like, you ever see the people that just, like, they think they're way bigger and way more important than they actually are? And, and they kind of, like, talk down to people and, like, look at me. I'm so great. And it's like, you really haven't really accomplished much, you dickhead. What 
when you go through life, you go through, you have, you have, you have good years, you have bad years. Most of the years are just ups and downs, you know, but you remember the good ones and you remember the bad ones, the ones in between that you kind of can't put a finger on when certain events happen. It was around uh, 2010, 2011, somewhere around there. But there's certain ones you just remember. My three, 1996, 2012, 2017 were three of the worst years that I've ever had for, for various reasons. But in 2012, a lot a lot of things happened, you know, very quickly to to a point where it just put me in a funk. I, I was I was a mess, and I, I was working at that printing company. I started there in 20 in 2007. It, by the by the time 2012 rolled around, I, I I it was it was it was time for me to go. Like it was one of those things where it's like I just had enough of the fucking I had enough of the hoopla and enough of the bullshit. You know, and it was it was pretty much a mutual thing. Like I didn't really get fired, but it was like, all right, I'm done here. You know, and and they gave me unemployment. It was the only time I was ever unemployed in my life. I, I never collected unemployment or anything like that. It was the only time I ever did. And really, it, it was a time where mentally I was fucked up. I was working three jobs at the time. You know, and it was just it was a bad time. You know, I I, I actually needed the time off because it was like I, I had been working three jobs for about three years straight at that point and I just needed a break you know and I still worked my other two jobs whilst unemployed so it was like I was you know bringing in money on the side too but I just needed the the, the break from the day to day and I mentally I wasn't right because a lot of things happened that year that I, I I'd rather not get into but it, it was not good so as I'm sitting there at home all day I, I realized really quick that this is this is actually not good for me right now I can't be home you know, just, just stewing in my own thought. I, I had to get out and do something, but I wasn't really ready to go back and, you know, do the, the 40 hour grind while to working two other jobs again. That's, that was what created me needing the break to begin with. So there's certain things in, in my life that I was blessed with a natural talent to do, you know, like I was a natural athlete. I could, I could any anything involving a sport. I was going to excel at. Like I was a, I was a, just a gifted athlete as 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 a kid. Same thing with music. Music came very natural to me. You know, it was a very natural kind of thing. And I and I like to believe that you know this podcast. Even though I believe that I sucked. You know, like when I started this, I I you know I I, I believe that I'm a seasoned veteran at this right now and kind of had a natural talent for it. It's there's certain things and, and and a lot of it is media that I would have talent for it outside of like you know athletic or musical ability. But I decided I'm like you know, the one thing that I always thought I I, would, I could naturally do would be act. Like that was one thing that I thought like that's that that would be a good idea for you. Like you you you'd be good, you know. So I decided I was going to go to like acting school while I was unemployed. Right. So like it was a, it was a six month thing, you know, and, 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 and you know, like the courses were in that, but, but, and then you go to the next one and the next one and the next one. Right. I don't even remember what the name of this joint was, but I, I, I went in there and it was like, it was, I don't know, man, I, it, because I was a fucked up place mentally, I, I didn't know what to expect. I, I walked into this joint, right. And there was anybody from the age of five to 65. Like it was just a whole mixed bag of people. And in, or it was orientation. So you go sit there, everybody's sitting in a circle and like you you go around. This is the one thing I can't stand. This is, this is much like when you're, when you're training for a new job, 
One thing I cannot stand is like when you get partnered up with somebody and it's like, oh, you're going to partner up with the guy and, and, and tell him about yourself. Yeah, tell him, give him a little, uh, you know, a little description about why I'm sitting here playing fucking, you know, get to know you. I don't give a fuck about this. So we did it. And then after that, we, we went around and she wanted to do like a little quick exercise where like it, uh, everybody had a different like thing on their paper, like a different line or something like that. And. And you were to basically like read it like a table read type of thing so she can get an idea of like what class to put you in, right? I don't even remember what it was. It was so long ago. It was like a decade ago. And apparently, I don't know. Like She, she came up to me after the thing. She's like, all right, we're going to put you in, in the advanced class. Like, you're, you, like you're, you're, I'm not going to put you in a beginner's class because it's, it's, it's going to be stuff that you, like, you don't even need to learn, you know? I'm like, all right, whatever. So before we leave, now the classes were every Saturday and they were like six hours. Like they put, it, it, it was a day. You would go with like three different teachers. Now all these teachers were actors of some level and sub capacity. And <laughs> she gives us like the names. So you see the names of like the instructors of like the three classes that you're going to be going to the next day. You know, so I Google them like to find out what their resumes were, right? Now, I see this one guy, the first class that I was going to go to. I don't even know what the fucking dipshit's name was. But I, I look him up, right? And I look up his IMDb, right? And he, this guy, all right, I look at the list of movies he's in. Now, he was he had a lot of credits, all right? But notably, it was like Saving Private Ryan, Forrest Gump, Goodwill Hunting. Like, he was in all these Oscar-winning movies, and I'm like... And I'm looking at him. I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? I'm like, I've never seen him. I don't know him from Adam. I, like, I, and I've seen those movies. Numerous, Forrest Gump, fucking forget about it. I've seen that movie a hundred times. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? I was actually pissed off. <laughs> like, what, if you're this big fucking, you know, like box office, you know, Oscar winning movie guy and you got roles everywhere, why are you teaching some random acting class in southeastern Pennsylvania? It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, I walk in there one day, <laughs> the first day, and this guy is like, you know, we're all in the room, right? And and the guy's like, he's basically like rattling off how great he is. He introduces himself. And he's like, well, this is why I did here in 1997. I, I was in four Oscar-winning movies. <laughs> and he had all, all the fucking bullshit, right? And I said to myself, I'm like, at some point, I'm going to I'm gonna corner this guy. And I, I'm going to pepper him. Be like, who the fuck were you? Because I know these movies like the back of my hand, and, and your face does not resonate with me at all. Maybe there's a piece of my brain that just suppressed the appearance of your fucking face, but I've never seen you before. And I was going to ask him about it because I'm paying money. Now, what he was in there to tell us, or teach us, I should say, but being the first class, he goes, now, the first thing that you got to learn in acting is how to slate. What is slating, you might ask. Sl now, 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 if there's any, uh, any of my friends who have ever auditioned for an acting part in their life, please describe the experience to me because it couldn't be like this, and I, I later verified it. Slating is when you walk into an audition. Now, now imagine... If it's like American Idol, there's like three people behind a table and you got to walk up in front of them. Well, they put a mark on the floor and that's the mark that you have to walk up to, which makes absolutely no sense to me. 
And the guy's like, now, now here's how you slate. You want you want to land parts in big movies? This is how you slate. And I'm like, oh, here we go. This fucking guy. Right? And he walked up and did the, the cringiest, creepiest fucking thing I'd ever seen in my life. Like, he walked up to the mark, put his hand on his hip, like, turned his right foot out and like stuck his hip out like he was like 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 women take selfies and 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 said his name in the creepiest fashion i i had ever heard in my life and to my in my in my head i'm like i am not doing that i don't give a fuck what you say i'm paying you okay i am not i am not going to do it that way i don't give a shit ironically enough i was last to go i was last picked and 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 everybody else did it in the in the the gay fucking way that he did it and now it's time for me to go and i'm like i am not fucking doing you can kiss my ass with that old bullshit like there's no fucking way i'm doing this so i went up and i did it the way that i thought that you should do it and it was awesome (laughs) awesome So he don't do that. You can't do that. You got you can do it the way that I taught you to do it. I'm like, I don't give a fuck the way that you taught. And furthermore, by the way, they're gay. Because we were sitting there, first of all, and this is what this is what set me off to like I was gonna talk to him on the side, but now like it's like now that, that he did this, what I'm about to tell you, I, I lit him up in front of everybody. He was like, oh, well, first of all, we're going to have to work on this because, you, you, you know, this is you, you're never going to get a part doing this. I'm like, what? I'm never going to get a part acting like I'm bouncy? No fucking way. Fuck you. And he was like, first, first of all, that, that your, your name's never going to fly. Uh, what's your middle name? I'm like, well, we ain't doing this. Who the fuck are you? And he goes, what's your middle name? I'm like, Michael. And he's like, oh, perfect. He's like, you're Christian Michael. So I'm like, no, I'm Christian fucking Rodriguez, pal. And it's going to stay that way. You cocksucker. And I don't like you, you cocksucker. I was furious because the guy was trying to create a scene. I think the guy was just like, oh, no. Like he got put in the, I don't know what the fuck. He had some sort of problem with me, and you can tell. And I had a problem with him because I like I was calling bullshit. If you walk around and you and you quote unquote slate the way that you did and got into, so he's sitting there and he's like, he's like, oh, I'm like, well, I'm gonna do it my, you do it your way, I'm gonna do it my way. He's like, oh yeah, well, you know, my way got me into Oscar winning films. I'm like, well, now that you just brought that up, let's talk about. It. I said this in front of the whole fucking class because you know me, I don't give a fuck. I'm like I noted, I I I noticed that you you know you were in pretty some pretty big movies you know i said saving private ryan forrest gump goodwill hunting i'm like the only problem with that is they're gay i saw these movies a hundred fucking times who are you what what part do you play and he said he's like yeah forrest gump i'm like yeah please tell me the scene you're in in forrest gump because i don't know who the fuck you are and i know every frame of that movie like the back of my hand who are you and he goes yeah, well, you know the scene where he comes back from Vietnam and Washington Monument and he gives the speech? I'm like, yeah, I'm very familiar with that scene. Well, there was only one thing I could say about the war in Vietnam. Well, there's only one thing I could say about the war in Vietnam. Forrest Gump! <laughs> and he goes, yeah, I was in the crowd. I'm like, oh, 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 oh wait. <laughs> So you were an extra? Is that what the fuck you were saying? You know? And he's like, well, no, but I had a, I had a part. And I'm like, no, you were an extra. There's a, there's a speaking role and there is an extra. 
you were the extra. Let's move on. Saving Private Ryan. Who, 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 what character were you in that movie? And he's like, yeah, you know the opening scene? I'm like, what? Like uh, it, when they stormed the beach in Normandy? He goes, yeah. And then, yeah, who were you? He's like, I, I was one of the soldiers like running up. And I said, did you speak? And, and, he, and he said, no. And I'm like, extra. Let's move on. Goodwill hunting. Now people are starting to laugh. Now now he's starting to get uncomfortable because I'm 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 lighting this guy up, which I didn't want to do in public. But if you're gonna sit there and try to make an ass out of me, well guess the fuck what there, pal. I'm not I am not gonna shut up. So like, Goodwill Hunting. What what character were you in that? And he's like, Yeah, you know, you know the scene in the bar when, you know, when 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 Matt Damon gets in the argument about that guy who was like plagiarizing people like he was basically just spitting out people things that people wrote and you know it's like when he picked up the girl, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What part, what, what, what did you say? He was like, no, I was the guy that was, you were an extra. Basically, what you're trying to tell me is you're a career extra, which pretty much means that like maybe slating the way that you slate doesn't get you any speaking roles there, chief. You ever think of that one? Dipshit. And, we're all, and we all have to go up to this line and act bouncy as shit because that's the way that you do it? Anybody could be a listen. As long as I go out and get and, and join the union and get my SAG card, I can go be the same thing that you are. And you're out here teaching me like you're like you're Mickey Rourke. Get the fuck out of here. Take that shit up the street, there, Jack. I I think I only lasted like another two weeks. I found out the whole thing was a farce. Like it was, they, they were all bums. Like like all these people that were teaching you, and they're teaching you things that you just didn't need to know. It's like listen, I'm I'm grown. This is a, this is a school for like six year olds. You know, like anybody who's trying to be a serious actor, this is not the place to go. Like it, it was just like, okay, I, I got duped. But at that, that, at that time in my life, like I said, I was fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, just you know, whatever, don't do it. But man, I, I would even tell you about like the next class that I went in, but I don't want to stretch this story any longer out than it has to be. But this guy was a complete fucking dipshit. It's like, and, and like I opened this story with, he was way bigger than he thought. Like he was way, he thought he was way bigger than he fucking was. Like, yeah, you were in those movies, but like you sat there and you were almost proud to say that you were an extra in those movies. It's like, you didn't have a speaking role. You were basically, you happened to be in the way of the camera. <laughs> like, and the way that they filmed that, if you guys remember in Forrest Gump, if you film that, you know, that crowd, when he's giving a speech, you don't really recognize a face. And what if he was all the way back by the fucking monument, like 10,000 people away? Like, yeah, you got credit for it, but did you act? No, you fucking stood there. <laughs> I told you, here, stand here. That, that was your job. What'd you make, $150? I know how those union gigs work. If you're if you're an extra, you stand there for the whole day to give you 150 bucks. I was in Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> no, you were, you were in the way of the camera in Saving Private Ryan. Dipshit. <laughs> I hate those people that really didn't accomplish much, but they talk like they did. Go fuck your mother. I said, all right, I'll tell you something. Go fuck your mother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But anyway, but it's time for the get off my lawn segment for the week. So here it is. What the hell is this? Get off, get off my lawn. I, I have to believe that I think that the American people are aware that we fall for the dumbest shit. We we look for the dumbest shit. Like, that's the things that we get behind. When people do stupid things online, that's what we can't get enough of that. 
which is embarrassing if you think about it. But I think there's people out there that actually know that like it's it, it has nothing to do with talent anymore. It's as long as you can post the most ridiculous thing online, you're going to get a million followers and you're going to start making money. And and lately the trend has been and this started I think it didn't start with them, but like this is where the people figured out the formula. Like this is how you become an influencer and get paid. And, and the Island Boys started the whole thing. People have been, since then, have been putting these, you know, rap reels up. And they're just terrible. They're terrible. But they know that people are going to be like, this is so ridiculous. I just can't keep my eyes off it. I'm going to share it with everybody and it's going to go viral. Now, I got two videos for you. And lately, the trend has been women have been doing these things. They're doing these hip hop videos. The first one you've probably seen before because it's it's out. Nobody that hasn't seen it, I don't think. If you haven't, you're in for a real treat. Now, it's a, well as I normally do for this kind of thing. Let me play it for you, and then I'll give you my commentary. Check this out. Now, if you can't hear that ridiculousness in the background, of course, it's every single time that I do this fucking podcast, somebody has to go right out for, hey, man, you know, hey, doing the we whacking, you know, I know he walked up there doing the podcast, I want to fuck his podcast up, I do the we whacker, man. <sighs> fucking Jesus Christ. Anyway, back to the song. I, I'm not even going to move, I'm not even going to stop, I got to get this done, fuck these guys. But anyway. I'm not even going to be able to hear myself think. But do you guys want to take this one or do you want me to? (laughs) First of all, if you haven't seen it yet, let me just describe the the scenery that was going on as the backdrop to this, which is only going to win a Grammy, I I can assume. This thing took place in what I only made out as a, it was like a a hardware store (laughs) That, that was closed. Right now, they because the lights were flickering on and off, and then and then there was this random white guy in the background, right? As she's dancing and she's got the microphone and all this other shit, right? And they and they filmed it in like multiple parts of the store. <laughs> okay, it was in multiple parts. Like, oh, that, that let's do this one bar here. We'll do this one bar over by you know the nuts and bolts, you know. And and every time they they, they pan to her, she's sitting there like d- dancing like an idiot, and the. The guy, there's a random white guy in the background just standing there like with his with his hands crossed with black sunglasses on like he's the fucking Secret Service. Now, I can only imagine the girl was probably friends with the guy and he's probably the manager of said hardware store. And he's like, yeah, you, you, know, we, you can film your video like at my store. I'll just, you know, after I close down and lock up, we'll, we'll do that. It was it was it was ridiculous and like if you if you look at the production here's the funniest part about it when and, I, and I'm going to talk more about this in a second but when she was talking when she was talking about you know who's looking for the hose and she goes she goes come suck a bitch toes and she fucking <laughs> and she put reverb on the toes she's like come suck a bitch toes 
I'm like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> but here's the thing. I didn't even look. I, sh- I should look. But the thing, the thing got at least a hundred thousand views, or you know, likes or whatever, you know. And it's just like that. That's what you did. Now, the one thing I got, you know, I got to go after the black women here because I, I don't know what it is, and I've, I've been hearing this like come out of their mouth for like the last five or six years. What's your obsession with getting your toes sucked? <laughs> no, I'm serious. I saw this one. There was this one. Um, it was like not a meme, but it was like a post and somebody like a tweet and somebody like tweeted back at it and 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 he basically roasted her. But she was like, "If your dick ain't eight inches, and if you ain't got a job, if you don't suck toes, if you don't," do, I'm like, "Suck toes? What's with the sucking of the toes?" I don't know, man. <laughs> I think in like the last five six years, I've been hearing that come out of black women's mouths a hell of a lot more. Now this next one, I, I is just like this one's even worse again listen to it i'll give you my commentary Brit barbie <laughs> hello kitty 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 hello kitty hello kitty 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 hello kitty they call me hello kitty and i'm hella pretty my lashes hella fine your man wanna be mine I don't got the time, I'm a pretty little dime Yeah, I'm hella fine, yeah, yeah, I'm hella fine Kitty, 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 kitty Hello, kitty Hello, kitty, 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 kitty Hello, kitty I'm hella pretty, 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 pretty My name is Brittany Hello, kitty, 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 kitty Hello, kitty Like, what in the actual Hunting Park Avenue fuck is that? Like, now, let me paint a picture for you here, because this one was even more... Like, I don't... Here's what I don't understand. First of all, when the when these people put these songs together, are they like, oh, man, that's, that's, that's going to be perfect? Or are they really doing it as a joke? Because both of the... The lyrical content of both of those videos was just heinous. Number one. And number two, who is picking the fucking venue? Like, first it was a fucking <laughs> in a hardware store. This one, okay, she had an entourage with her. She had, she had like 10 people, okay? And it's nine girls and one dude. And all nine girls are just twerking, like, through this whole entire thing. And they're, they're standing in front of a soccer net, like at a field. And then there's other other shots of them on the bleachers and shit. I'm like, what the? And they're all just sitting there twerking, and and the guy is, is twerking too, and he he looks like Dylan Mulvaney. What is it? Like I don't I don't get it. All right, now the girl looked like a crackhead. She was white, by the way, and it looked like she had no teeth. I don't know if it was just the way that her mouth looked, but it, it like she looked like she was a twin. If you've ever seen Shameless, she looked like Deb on Shameless, who was the most punchable character in that show to, to begin with. And now she's doing this. And by the way, uh, what's with the overuse of the word hella? Like, ni- 1996 didn't call and say it wanted its word back. 1996 just turned and ran the other way when they heard this shit. The word hella was like, why are you dragging me into this shit? I thought I was done. I thought I wasn't being used ever again outside of Baltimore. (laughs) 
I just don't understand it though, man. I don't understand like like are these somebody help me? Like are they putting these things out seriously and going like, yeah, this is like I'm gonna I'm gonna blow up from this because my talents are just unrivaled, or are they like I'm just gonna put something out so fucking ridiculous to make myself relevant? I gotta believe it's the latter because at, you know, like I said. We fall for we 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 follow and go gaga for the dumbest like the, the dumber that you are, the more famous you're gonna be. It's just it's just a fact in 2023. But it's time for that's fucked up. On today's episode of how fucked up is fucked up. That's fucked up. So anyway, <clears throat> um, these these freaking wee waggers. I'm sorry. They're just they're in my ear hole. It's it's just driving me nuts. But I, so for that's fucked up this week. I am I'm going after Wawa, and I've gone after Wawa quite a few times on this show. But the only reason why I am now is be, not because of a commercial, not because of anything. Is because I actually went into one the other day, and I and, and you guys know I, that's not. I don't even go to Wawa anymore. I'm I'm in there maybe once a year. So it was our last office day. And I was on my way home. Now, here's the thing. I eat once a day. I eat at dinner time. That's it, you know. And, but when I go into the office, like, we all get lunch together. So, it, like, throws my clock off. So, if like, if we eat at, like, 12, 30, 1 o'clock, like, I'm not going to not eat the rest of the day and then all the way up till dinner time the next day. So, I usually grab something small on the way home, you know. So, I'm driving, I'm driving home and I'm like, what do I want to get? Like, let me just get something, for, you know, something small, something like, you know, quick. So I'm like, you know what? I, ha- I haven't had a Wawa hoagie and I couldn't tell you how long, you know? So I go, I go into Wawa, right? And I, <laughs> here's the thing that people need to realize about Wawa. Okay. Because Wawa is slowly becoming 7-Eleven and, and nobody wants to admit it. Like the quality of their shit has just gone right down the toilet. And, and again, I said it before. If you add 137 freaking menu items, you're just going to get worse. You know, like the more shit you got to do, like, you know, it's like the restaurant. All right. If like the Cheesecake Factory is a perfect example. You go to a Cheesecake Factory and the menu's 27 pages. If they got a lot of shit, it's like you can't be good at all of it. You know, the smaller the menu, typically, the better they are at the shit. Because it's like, listen, we got eight things, and we do these eight things fantastic, and we're not going to fuck with it at all. So I order a ham and cheese, like, shorty, right? And I'm looking around. Like, I'm, I'm just looking around at, at, at the facelift that Wawa's seem to have taken in the last, since the pandemic. Now, now, like, you know, above where the people are making sandwiches, they got, like, nine screens with, like, commercials playing and, like, all, all the all their menu items and all this shit. And I got to tell you, they had this cardboard, like, little, you know, A-frame thing that they were, like, plastering all over the store, like, trying to get people to buy a fucking cheeseburger. And when I tell you, listen, all right, when I used to work at Lee's Hoagie House, okay, they would come in once a year. And like, they would do this thing, like, like the guy that owned the place, he, you know, he did a lot of shit. He, you know, he paid, you know, he paid into that best of Philly thing. You know, I think I might've told you that before. Like, it was like, we're best of Philly. And I never saw him come in. Well, yeah, you pay for that. He paid for that. And then he would pay for like people to come in and take like professional photos and shit. So they would do this thing where like he would, you know, they, they would have a hoagie, right? And the people like setting it up for it to get a picture taken of it, th- you would be amazed at what goes into that. 
Like there's all kind of different glue and like all kinds of shit to make it look like you ever see that like in a commercial where the thing looks absolutely perfect or if you look on like a menu board and the item looks absolutely perfect. There's a lot of work that goes into that. Nobody just goes and smacks a hoagie together. Oh, let's take a picture of this. No, they got (laughs) it's fucking involved. It took them about an hour to put this thing together. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like it was it was absolutely fucking crazy. But. But when I now we're we're talking about Wawa here. Now Wawa is like a corporation. Lee's Hoagie House, they're just, you know, you're independently franchised. You just you just buy one. Wawa is a corporation. And when I tell you, and maybe you guys have seen it, not for those people who go to Wawa all the time, have you seen just the picture of that fucking burger? It looked like the driest, like fucking crustiest thing. I'm like, why would you even put that picture out? Number one, and again, I don't have to go through it. Wawa doesn't have a fucking grill. Why are you selling hamburgers? I came home and, and I, I opened up that hoagie. I'm like, this fucking place has gone right right down the, the tubes. The hoagie wasn't even good. And and that's the one thing Wawa used to do good. I just don't understand. Like, who who's behind this? Who Who's the guy? Like, like, how much money do you need? How many yachts can you water ski behind? How much is enough? I mean, seriously, you Gordon Gecko? Like, what, what do you what do you need? Like, you just should have kept it simple. Before, it was like coffee, hoagies, convenience store. Now it's full-blown restaurant, gas. What the fuck else do you need? The fact that Wawa used to be a Philadelphia institution, and they were doing just fine as far as profits and revenue and business and all that shit. The fact that they had to just, you know, they need just a bigger piece of the pie. So they basically just sold out. Now they're in Florida. Now they're you know all up and down the East Coast and they got into the gas game and all that kind of shit. Just to just to get yourself a couple extra stock points. That's fucked up. So I got this <laughs> I got the Sixers game on the background. And they, they the Sixers just won in overtime. <clears throat> against the Boston Celtics Harden made a three in the corner but the thing is and 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 after they lose I'm going to do what I did last year I'm going to do a segment after the podcast is over but like this I've seen all I need to see you know series is tied 2-2 but this they're just not a championship t- you got to blow it up it's time to blow it up and I will like I said I'll talk about that after they lose which if it's not to the Celtics it's going to be to somebody all right but anyway <laughs> I was telling you earlier about that guy, Sam Adams. And I told you about the other guy, John DeClarico. Now, this guy, like I said, he this guy, whew, was he a character, man? Like, we loved seeing him. But anytime we saw him, we knew we were going to laugh our asses off because he was just, he was so good with us. But like I said, he was a very disturbed individual. You know, the guy was just like, you know, my, my dad's like, you guys think you know John DeClarico. He's like, you don't know John DeClarico. Like, this is him post-Vietnam. Like, but we didn't see any of that in him. He never showed it to us. But he was the guy was the guy was in pain, you know. And it was a shame to to to, to know, you know, that he that that he lived like that. And but the funny thing was, like, he used to do shit with us, like you know, because like my dad was cool with us going out, like with his friends and shit, you know. Because we were like, you know, we were like, they they would come over all the time, like we would we would be close with them, you know. So one time I'll never forget this as long as I live. This. <laughs> I don't even know where the fuck we were going. You know, I, I, you know, I have no idea, but 
I don't even know where the fuck I was living at the time. I might have been living in Castor Gardens, I think. I think when this happened. I was going to St. Martin's in, in Oxford Circle. Um, I think it was then. <laughs> he picked us kids up one day, me, my brother, and my sister, right? And we're driving down the street, and it starts to rain, right? And, and now John's getting a little worried. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like it wasn't it wasn't raining like hard yet. And he's like, I, it can't really get any harder than this. Like, this has to be as hard as the rain gets. I'm like, why? Or my brother, my, somebody said, why? And he's like, because my windshield wipers don't work. <laughs> I'm like, this is going to be a fucking adventure, right? So he, <laughs> so now it starts pouring. We're on the boulevard and we were like on the interior lane. Like we didn't even. You know, it wasn't like we could like just quick make a right off of the boulevard because we were we were in the interior lane to the point where we would have to cross over and get all the way over, you know, to make a, a turn, and that just wasn't going to happen because we couldn't see a goddamn thing. <laughs> so <laughs> out of nowhere, this fucking guy he pulls out his fucking a squeegee. <laughs> He pulled out a squeegee. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, he's going squeegee now. Next, you get to scrape the spitballs off the drive through window with a really fun squeegee. Right? So he rolls down the fucking window, right? And and, and he's like, as he's driving, he's, <laughs> he's got his left arm out of the window and he's squeegeeing the fucking windshield and it wasn't doing anything like it did nothing as soon as he squeegeed it out of the way the, the it was pouring so bad <laughs> fuck oh my god dude <sighs> and we were like why well, you know, and 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 i my sister i think she's like why do you have a squeegee how did you just have a squeegee in the car he's like well because when the windshield wipers broke i needed something All right and <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, you spent now. It's probably what a fuse that that made the thing not work. You decided to go out and spend the money that it would cost to buy a fuse to fix the windshield wiper, and you go buy a fucking squeegee. <laughs> that that is just too funny, man. I, I I remember that. I think of that all the time. I'm like, that was one of the funniest things I had ever seen. I was only like ten years old, but man, how funny it was because like. It, it, his hand, his whole arm's out the window. It's pouring rain. He had to roll the window down all the way to do it. You know? And I actually got a story about a squeegee that I'm going to talk about next week because that's all I got for you guys this week. <laughs> Today was a fun one, and it's a long one, as as, as it normally is. I th So I, I think the first two segments were like each like 27 or 28 minutes. So we're going to get into like hour and 20 here. And I don't know. It's not the plan, man. I don't come in here every week, you know, wanting to do an hour and 20 minutes. I want to keep it at 60. I just never seem to do that. <laughs> it's all my fault. I, it's 100% my problem because I never shut the fuck up. As you guys know, I did get a few messages from these new these newer listeners that have poured in in the last two weeks. 
and it was nice to hear from you know like the people that I don't of course the people I know it's great to hear from you guys and I love that as I as I tell you guys all the time don't ever stop doing that but for the you know the newer people it was only like three or four yeah I know but you know at least at least they reached out and I didn't get any any hate mail last week which is good do want to send hate now christian at the crodpodcast.com you can get me on facebook messenger or you can text or call me if you have my number and as always the c rod podcast is written mixed mastered and produced by yours truly i'm gonna go pick up a pizza i, I found this place victorinos in concha hawk and fucking forget about it i wish i could just move to concha hawk <laughs> i love it there but until next week, this is Christian Rodriguez saying, be awake, not woke. Beat your fucking kids. Take care.